0: Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, sobering. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. Welcome to the Addicted Mind Plus the podcast where recovery, mental health, and wellness take the front seat. I'm Dwayne Osterlund and joining me is my co-host, Eric Osterland, known for his insightful work on the Stuck Brain podcast. In each episode, we'll dive into actionable small steps to help those in recovery journey further along the path to wellness. Our conversations are designed to be concise, typically around 15 minutes, though we may occasionally delve deeper when the topic demands it. Our goal to provide you with practical advice grounded in real experiences and expert insights to empower your recovery journey. So whether you're on a break, on a walk, or just taking a moment for yourself, join us as we explore the many facets of recovery and mental health one small step at a time. This is the Addicted Mind Plus, where your journey to wellness gets an extra boost. So let's get started. All right, welcome to the Addicted Mind Plus. Dwayne here with my brother, Eric, and today we're gonna talk about rumination. What is it, how does it impact us, and how do we work with it to maybe get out of it?
1: Yeah, and if you don't know what rumination is, this is a good episode for you because a lot of people don't know the term rumination, and we're gonna get into what it means. If rumination was an Olympic sport, I would have a gold medal in it. Uh, <laughs> I ruminate a lot. So this topic is very important to me and it's helped me out a lot learning how to deal with rumination. What about you, Dwayne?
0: Well, I think I would come in with a silver on that. Yeah,
1: right below me, huh? <laughs> right below <laughs> you with rumination. So I'm excited about
0: this episode. Um Eric, you're going to you're going to jump in and and take this and so let's just start right off. Let's define rumination. What is what does that mean and how do we know we're struggling with it?
1: Yeah, so rumination is a fancy word for thought patterns that are looping over and over. Like a lot of us have that broken record um, when an event happens where we just play it over and over and it's usually negative in connotation, right? It's usually I didn't handle this right and so our brain is trying to seek safety so it's ruminating and going over and over the situation, and it, sometimes we can't control it. It just pops in and, and we start ruminating. And it starts to like dominate
0: our thought process or take over. And so it doesn't allow other things to come into that space. I know like, I guess I could give an example because one of the things I have found myself doing, if I have uh, an event in my life that didn't work out the way maybe I wanted it to work out, I think it through over and over again playing out the different scenarios and I have to kind of say to myself, stop, you know, it's already done. You don't need to keep thinking about it, but I'll find myself kind of dwelling on it and thinking about it and replaying it over and over and over again, especially if it has like uh, an element of stress to it. Yeah. I I find like an anxiety. Yeah. An anxiety. it, It increases. Is that a good example of rumination?
1: That is. It's kind of like a broken record that keeps just replaying and you're like, man, I would love to stop thinking about this, but I can't. I just get stuck in this cycle. And it's usually negative in context. Now we're usually ruminating either on the past events that have happened or possibly even future events that we've created in our own head. Um, I tend to spend a lot of time there and it's super frustrating ruminating about events that haven't even happened yet. So
0: then like just a ton
1: of thinking. Yes, yeah, but the main thing is it's it's the same uh, narrative. It's the same kind of thought patterns looping over and over, usually tied to a, uh, an event.
0: And so when someone is stuck in this rumination, this thought process, and they can't get out of it, what does that usually lead to? and how does that impact them?
1: Yeah, so if they're stuck in a in rumination and the thought loop is just going and going like a broken record, Usually some people feel like that it's going to lead to a solution, and it it usually doesn't. So that would be one thing that I would say a myth about uh, rumination is that it usually does not land to a solution. So
0: it's like our brain trying to figure this out. Like Like you said, okay, it's about the future, but we don't know what the future is really going to bring. But if we're ruminating about it, we're trying to find some kind of solution, but we're kind of stuck there. I mean, is that always a bad thing. I mean, sometimes we do want to be able to anticipate things. We do want to be able to plan things out. What's the difference between like planning, thinking about an event and ruminating?
1: That's a great, I'm so glad you asked that question. There is a difference between rumination and reflection. So reflection is different than rumination in the fact that it's more actionable. Like I'm going to reflect on this situation. I'm going to see what I got out of it. And I'm only going to do it for a few minutes and figure out what I messed up on or it's purposeful. Rumination is different. It's just stuck in there and it's just running this thought loop over and over and over. And,
0: you, and you're and you kind of stuck there, but you're not really solving a problem. Correct. You're not really getting anywhere. You're not really moving. It's just causing a lot more distress. I know with a lot of rumination, people can go into a depression around it because it just dominates their life and they can't move out of that rumination just keeps coming back in. It's like, you know, you lie down and go to sleep and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about it over and over. And maybe all the different scenarios you're playing out over and over and over again about the same event or the same fear or the same anxiety.
1: Yeah. We see that also. We see rumination and we even have a term for that. We call it brooding rumination. Um, And we see that with uh, younger individuals. They'll, They'll ruminate about their bad mood or... Or something like that. And they'll just get hyper-focused on that. And then we also see it with people that are in middle-aged. Like uh, they'll start ruminating about, oh, I should have made different choices. And they'll get stuck on that that rumination. Instead of reflecting and having it more of a positive outcome, they get stuck on, oh, I didn't do this right in my life. I should be further than I am. And they just kind of ruminate about that.
0: So it kind of stays stuck there. So it starts to get to a point where it's no longer constructive. And that moves it from good reflection to ruminating. Mm-hmm. And now it's actually just having a detriment to us because we're thinking the same thing over and over and over again. And I, I know in my own life, there's been times when it's like I, I've thought out the same solution 30 times. It, it doesn't really change, but I keep thinking about it. And I have to actually tell myself, stop. And I have to go into my mindfulness practice and refocus onto something else because it like kind of grabs you. Yeah. And it just pulls you in. Yeah. It just pulls you in. And I I know uh, we were talking about this earlier and you were saying there were different types of rumination that we can look at to break it down even further. So I I wonder if you could share that because I found that really, really helpful.
1: Yeah. So there's the brooding, which we kind of just talked about where we're kind of, we see it in juveniles about their their they're ruminating about their poor mood or stuff like that. They get stuck on that. Um, we do see it in the older population, not, not elderly, but I would say middle-aged, 40s, 50s. I should have done life differently and they'll brood around, that kind of thing. Intrusive ones are usually, intrusive mem- memories can sometimes bring up rumination about that one event that happened. So that's something where it's just unexpected. All of a sudden it pops in and then we start ruminating about one experience that happened to us, usually a specific event that was traumatic.
0: And so it just pops into your head. So like maybe you lay down to go to sleep and then boom, this pops in and now you're thinking about it. Yeah. And so that's that intrusive. It just kind of enters in and there we are. Nice to see you, intrusive thought. And now we're ruminating about it and thinking about it and turning it over and over and over again.
1: And then there's deliberate rumination. Like I am I'm stressed about this event and I'm going to spend time on it where people just almost feel comfortable being in that rumination and but it's not a positive event. They'll just sit there and they'll ruminate on it on purpose.
0: Can you talk a little bit about why we would want to ruminate and and what is our brain trying to do with rumination? And we're getting caught into these thoughts, but they're not always helpful.
1: Yeah, so ultimately we're trying to seek safety. That's what it is. So the brain is running through processes. It usually comes from people that have had a a trauma history, um, underlining factors that are stressful, uh, ongoing stress at like work and jobs. And so the brain is trying to seek safety and we're just running it over and over. And sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. So the first step is to figure out if you're ruminating And then start to bring yourself more present like we were talking about. Because usually you ruminate about past events or upcoming events that we haven't even had and we've made up in our mind.
0: So a person might not realize they're ruminating and may not even realize the impact it's having on their life negatively, like depression or anxiety. Mm -hmm. So we may not realize we're ruminating and then that's adding to our depression and anxiety And so if we can change that rumination to reflective piece or reflective rumination where we can actually take action, we can turn that rumination into something that serves us. Yeah. Uh, And I guess at that point, we're not stuck in the loop.
1: Yes. Yeah, there's a high correlation between rumination and depression. We see a lot of people that are depressed are ruminating. They have ruminating thought patterns. So you're exactly right. If we can now take and start to not control the rumination. Cause I want to talk about that. If you want to make your r- rumination worse, the thing you want to do is try to avoid it. Really? Like try to stop ruminating. You're going to ruminate more. Yes. So that's one of the ways you make it worse. The best way to make it better is mindfulness to bring you back to the present. Maybe some breathing activities, connect yourself to the body. Um, other people use visual techniques, like they'll take the thought and they'll put it on a leaf down the river and let it go, or they'll actually take their hand and they'll put the thought in their hand and then they'll turn their hand upside down and, and let it go that way. But if you want to make it worse, try to avoid it. All right. So what
0: you're saying is is that we have to, in a way, put ourselves into it so that we're not trying to avoid and escape it, which then amplifies it and keeps us stuck back in that rumination process, which then leads more... On- yeah, yeah. To more anxiety and depression. Yeah. And so the more we try to avoid it, the more it keeps popping into our head.
1: Yes. I and I wouldn't use the term you said, put yourself into it. I would say greet it, first acknowledge it. Those are the first steps, like even know when you're doing it.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that better.
1: Oh, I'm ruminating. Okay. You don't want to actively seek out rumination, but if you catch yourself ruminating, don't beat yourself up for ruminating, just greet it and have a mindfulness approach and kind of just go, oh, Okay, I'm gonna put that on the leaf down the river and let it float away if you use visual techniques. And then when you get to a certain point, I mean, there's other techniques. You can use CBT therapy, which can help with some of those thoughts that are repeating. There's certain techniques that you can use like fact-checking and stuff like that to help with rumination. Also know that it's your brain trying to keep you safe and make you feel safe. So I found with clients that ruminate, if they greet it and say, oh, I'm ruminating, thank you, brain, I don't need to do this right now. I'll do it later, right, if I need to. And then that kind of has like a mindfulness approach and it doesn't make it, um, it makes it come in and then go out real easy. Um, Now there is some strategies establishing a routine because a routine helps with not having the uncertainty of the day. So that can help prevent rumination to a certain extent. If you are starting to ruminate and you feel like you can't get out of it, then maybe make it into more of a reflection technique. So get a journal, reflect on it. What am I trying to get out of this? You know, what is what am I trying to tell myself? What's causing me so much anxiety about this experience? If you do journal, I would put some guardrails around journaling because some people journal into rumination. Like they keep running the same event over and over and writing about it. Um, and then that can cause more rumination.
0: So being a lot more intentional about it. Like we can start to be intentional about what... The- what things we're thinking about, what where we're choosing to put our mind, and we can use some of these techniques to be able to make that happen.
1: Absolutely. Let me ask you a question. What's helped with, because you said you ruminated, what's helped with you in the past with rumination?
0: I think the biggest thing that's helped me the most is what you said earlier, and I like the way that you said it, which was uh, inviting that in, noticing it, Uh, acknowledging Mm -hmm. the thought and then gently moving my focus on to something different. And sometimes I have to, and and that comes from my mindfulness practice that I I try and do. And sometimes I have to do that Mm -hmm. repeatedly. Like, Oh, here it is again. Nice to see you. Welcome. I see this thought here it is. And now I'm moving myself back over to this other thing over here and, and doing that, continuously, uh, over time and yes. depending I, for me too, depending on what it is. Some things I, you know, you can ruminate a little bit and then I'm kind of moving off of it and it's done. And then other times if it's yeah. a significant event or really maybe hits me in a core space, that'll be a little bit more difficult to do. But I found compassionate mindfulness has been the most helpful for me when dealing with rumination and understanding what rumination is and being able to
1: uh,
0: talk about the different types of rumination and being able to notice that and then using that as a starting point. But I think there's, after that, there's other things that go on like using some cognitive behavioral therapy to reframe some of these thoughts and Mm -hmm. think about them differently, recognizing like we talked about last uh, episode about secondary and primary emotions, like being able to use those tools that all of that kind of comes together to help me deal with that rumination.
1: Yeah, yeah, that does. And I'm glad you said that because it's not just one technique. It's not just mindfulness. It's all these techniques that you wanna do, CBT, primary, secondary emotions. I also say develop a curious mindset. Hmm. What is this rumination about? What's causing me to feel this way? Instead of trying to prevent it, greet it, let it go through. Now, if I'm having a really bad day of rumination, Sometimes I just got to get out there and exercise or do some activity that breaks the rumination. So pick an activity like intense exercise or um, maybe an activity where you have to be all of yourself all at once. An example would be like surfing or riding a bike where you can't really think about other things because you got to focus on what's in front of you. That tends to bring you more present, which gets you out of the rumination loop. So if it's really strong, I recommend doing something like that. Now, if you're doing that all the time to prevent the rumination, I don't think that's super healthy either. Right. Because
0: there's probably some information in there that you need. So there's a balancing Mm -hmm. act here where you have to do a little bit of both and do it. And you were talking about like intense rumination. I had read a study about PTSD and being able to distract yourself with a strong cognitive task. And I think in the study they were using Tetris and it's it's a game. Yeah. But you have to really think and you have to be there. Um, I like Sudoku puzzles. Me too. That really can help if caught in a really strong rumination that's just like really intrusive and really there. Doing a task like a Sudoku puzzle um, helps you because your brain can't hold the rumination and do the sudoku puzzle so it's sometimes if you just need to distract yourself from that those kind of things can be helpful Mm -hmm. too so i like that idea what you said of like intense exercise or an intense cognitive effort can help give you a break from that rumination and break that cycle and of course even when maybe you're doing those things those intrusive ruminations will pop in but then you can refocus onto this other task and you
1: just you have to gently just keep doing that and not give yourself a hard time as you do it. Yeah, that's why I like the the practice of both mindfulness and physical activity, because it, it attacks it from two different ways. Mindfulness, you let it come in, you greet it, uh, you don't get as bent out of shape that you are ruminating. It teaches you to tolerate that emotion, the underlying emotion that's happening with rumination, and then exercise or some kind of Activity where you have to be all of yourself all at once, and you can't think of anything else. Yeah, yeah. Those are probably the two main strategies that I would recommend because you're tacking it from both angles. So there's a lot of information. I created an ebook on this topic. I love this topic. It's affected my life quite a bit. I created an ebook that I'm pretty proud of. It's at um, addictedmind.com/slash-plus. Um, it is a small fee. To download it if you want it but it also helps support us and our hard work that we're doing with the addicted mind so if you find it helpful please go there grab a copy um, and let me know what you think
0: all right don't forget if you got a lot out of this episode share it with somebody who you think would benefit we'd really appreciate that and you can also leave us a review on itunes just go to itunes or whatever podcast app you use and write us a review. It helps the podcast get found. We really appreciate it. And if you have any questions, go to theaddictedmind.com and reach out to us and ask us. And maybe it'll be a topic on the next Addicted Mind Plus episode. We'd love your questions. Keep the questions coming. All right, thank you everybody. Talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into The Addicted Mind Plus. We hope today's episode has brought you valuable insights and a small step to support your journey in recovery, mental health, and wellness. For more information about this episode and additional resources, please visit our website at theaddictedmind.com forward slash plus And if there's a topic you're eager to hear about or a question you'd like us to explore, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us at theaddictivemind.com and let us know your thoughts. Your journey is important and we're here to support you every step of the way. Until next time, take care and keep stepping forward on your path to wellness.
1: It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol.